when Janae was having going through her hard time, like, was it frustrating? Absolutely, it was frustrating. But it wasn't frustrating because of like her actions. It was frustrating because we didn't know, like, we couldn't just fix it. We couldn't just say, "Oh, this is what you need," and you know, and you would you would text me all the time, "Thank you so much." Like, I understand if you don't want to, you yeah. know, help anymore. But I'm just not that type of person. Even if I was like just like I just couldn't do anymore, I still would. One because you do it every day. You don't get to say no. Okay, everybody. It's a new episode. Episode two under Divinely Different. The new name. So exciting. Um, I have a very special guest. She has become a very good friend of mine. Um, And I'm really excited to interview her. She's not a special needs parent. But she does work with special needs people. She has tons of experience um, and she just has a great story. So I'm just excited to talk to her about that and let you guys get to know her. Um, So I will let her introduce herself. Hey, best friend. Hi, friend. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I look kind of homely, but no, you don't. It's cute. (laughs) The pink and then the red. I love that. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So give us a good introduction. All right. Well, um, my name is Jackie Bledsoe, um, legally still Jordheim. Um, but so if you see me anywhere else, that's that's why. But I am born and raised in a small, small town in Wisconsin, about an hour east of Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities. Um, it's a good geographical point, I guess. Um, a lot of times people say, what about Green Bay, Milwaukee? I'm clear on the uh, west side of the state over there. So oh. never even been to those places. <laughs> I do know um, about Milwaukee. No. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do um, like race seed and stuff. Never been there. I, yeah. I've been to Madison. I've been to the Capitol only for state football games. So nothing fun. That's funny. like, you know, so um, I have two older sisters. My mom had me later in life at 35. So my sisters were 13 and 15 when I was born. And um, we have, my sisters have the same dad and I have a different dad. Um, and they've always kind of gotten along. My dad was really strict. Um, it didn't, uh, my sister, my middle sister, Becca, she got pregnant when she was 16 um, and had Alyssa right after she turned 17. And so I was an aunt when I was four. Um, And that really led to my, I guess my love for children. Yeah. Um, It's just something so special that especially growing up with them in the same token, I look back on it a lot and I think, wow, it's almost like I had little brothers and sisters versus like nieces right. and nephews. But um, it's kind of like I got the best of both worlds with that. I always wanted a little brother or sister, but I didn't want the attention taken off of me from my parents. <laughs> so it was, it was just perfect that I Jackie got likes these- attention y'all. She likes attention. Not you so much it. anymore. Not oh, okay. so much anymore. But back then, you know, when you're four and you're five, yeah. Yeah. You like the attention on you, especially when you've been spoiled your whole life by yeah. two older sisters and um, all that. And, and so really just growing up with these kids and my other sister was pregnant at the same time, actually, when she was a senior <clears throat> and had her baby six months after Becca had oh, her wow. baby. So the um, Alyssa and Dylan are six months apart. Alyssa was born in June and Dylan is in December. So he just turned 23. That sounds really weird. And how old are like, you? How old are you? I will, 
what year is it? 2022. So I'm 27. I'll be 28 okay. in February. Okay. So okay. get getting up there. Um, it, it's just crazy to say like, oh, they're 23. And I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> so how old does that make you, Jackie? Gosh, bless. But it's just kind of cool because now like Dylan has a baby of his own, uh, him and his wife, they just got married in September. Alyssa gets married in June. Um, and so it's kind of in my, my second oldest niece, just, she has an almost two year old, um, or he just turned, he's one and a half. So it's just crazy that, you know, my yeah. babies are having babies and, um, I'm not quite there yet. We're working on it, but yeah. It's just one of those things. I think maybe God spoiled me too much with my nieces and nephews that he said, now just take some time for you, maybe yeah. and, and yeah. your husband and um, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. So yeah. um, lived my whole life in Wisconsin, um, met my husband, super quick fluke story in the hotel elevator in Superior, Wisconsin. He is from Salina, Kansas. He was up there for 10 days for work and I happened I to meet him on day Jackie. nine. Yep. Met him on day nine of his trip and <laughs> he was a tall drink of water and I really liked his accent. And so I stopped him <laughs> on Facebook and we're married now. <laughs> How long have you guys been married then? Um, so we got married in July of 2020, okay. right in the middle of COVID. Um, okay. So we've been married for two years, been together for over five. Gotcha. Okay. Shout out to Gare Bear. i recently found out he does not like being called that yeah that's why i had to kind of whisper that doesn't stop me (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic okay awesome so yeah it sounds like you've just been blessed enough to be surrounded by children constantly throughout growing up your childhood that's crazy but i mean it kind of makes sense where your passion comes from um Okay, cool. Awesome. So I want to kind of just start asking all my questions. Um, I want to talk about your work history. Um, well, actually, back backtrack, backtrack. Sorry, listeners. I'm a little squirrel brain today. I'll get it together. Okay. <laughs> so what I want to do is just let you guys how know how I know how know how I know Jackie. Know how I know. No, I don't really know her. It's just So Jackie and I actually met in the nutrition club, um, new you nutrition, um, owned by Debbie Rogers. Shout out to Debbie, probably the best person in this freaking world. Such a good human. Just I love that. Shout out to Debbie. If you guys have never tried new you nutrition and you're local, please go by and meet Debbie Rogers. Okay. Okay. Um, so I met Jackie in the nutrition club. She came in as a customer. I was behind the bar. She is a Cincy lady. And I didn't know if I was going to like Jackie at first. Our personalities are a little different. Um, (laughs) We are definitely different. So at first I couldn't really read her. She has a very, it can be an intimidating demeanor when you meet her. And she doesn't really like start talking like I do right away. Like she's not just like word vomiting all over you. So, um, but we started kind of get to know each other at the club. Um, she found out she was, or was getting ready to be a para again. I think at that point, maybe when I first met you, I don't know if you were in the school yet again, but I know you were getting ready to start working for the school. Um, and so kind of just got to know her a little more, got to know her Cincy business and became a customer, uh, Cincy customer. 
Um, and then things just kind of, I think God just kind of aligned things because then once I got to know her, um, she started helping with Judea. Um, I don't know when I asked or how I asked or how it even came up, but, um, she was willing to help us with Judea. Um, and it takes special people to work with special people. So, um, that's kind of like a quick rundown of how I know Jackie. So she does help us with Judea now a lot. Um, after school, she's a saving grace. We probably wouldn't be able, I would not be able to work if I didn't have her help. So, um, she's become a huge part of our tribe and Judea has, and she's stuck through some pretty rough, uh, times with us. So, when you know, you know, when you meet those people that are meant to be a part of your tribe. So she's definitely part of the Bunville tribe. So anyways, that's the quick rundown there. Okay, Jackie. So let's talk about your career or your past jobs, your job history. Um, I want to know what your experience is with special needs people, disabled people, whatever title you want to put on that, people that are special. Um, what is your job history like? Give us a rundown. I am going to start, um, my senior year in high school, I had, um, tapped is what they called it in Wisconsin. I guess it's, it's like you get, you get credit for it, but you go help like your student teacher kind of, or you help the teacher. And I was in the kindergarten classroom and I actually loved it so much. I started taking my lunchtime and I would go help another kindergarten classroom. (laughs) And so at this point I wanted to be an administrative professional. And that's mm-hmm. still something that I love doing. I like the boring paperwork. I like being on the computer, filing things. I, I'm just weird like that. Um, but at that point, I decided I was going to go to school for early childhood education. <clears throat> and so when I graduated, I went to a local tech college there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was easy enough. I just, at that point, was not responsible. I wasn't in the right mindset, like, as an adult now, you know, at 26 years old, I decided I want to go back to college because I know what I want to do because I've had the experiences that I've had and I know what I want to do and I'll get to that. But, um, so, and my grandma had died. And so I kind of just used that as an excuse to like why I was failing. And I actually flunked out. They wouldn't even let me come back. Oh, wow. And so at that point I was working at a gas station part-time too. And I decided that, you know, that wasn't enough money for me. I wanted a new car. I wanted all these things. Um, so I actually started working, worked two jobs, um, and in home healthcare with the special needs. One was just like older people and I'd work 48 hours straight there. And then that was Friday morning to Sunday morning Uh or Friday night to Sunday night. And then I did overnight Sunday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday at, um, a place for, um, special needs. And they were like the older, older generation with special needs. Um, but they were born with, it wasn't, um, so much the dementia or Alzheimer's that I was working with at the weekend place. Okay. And even at, you know, 19 years old, your body's just not made to be up all night. I just couldn't cut it. I was getting in trouble because I was falling asleep. I was just, and they didn't really have a lot of places for me to go during the day, except Mm -hmm. for this one place. Um, So I quit the weekend job and I went daily to this other job, but like there was no staffing, kind of like how it's always been in the home, in the healthcare field. There's just never enough people. And so, you know the call center be calling, Oh, somebody called in tonight. Can you stay? Or 
we're short staffed can you go help to another house and I'm not kidding you I it was illegal how many hours I was putting in and not sleeping like it was it was absolutely crazy and I don't think I could ever do that now but back right. then when you're younger you're like oh I'll have time to sleep yeah. when I'm dead you know <laughs> yeah. so that was my mindset a lot and it and it really messed me up and um I actually have degenerative disc disease um I have it's a my dad my grandpa have it but it really went into full effect when I started um taking care of these the older people at the weekend job because Mm -hmm. they didn't have a lift they didn't have the everything that I needed and so I was just lifting and I was way skinnier back then I was smaller Mm -hmm. and she was like 250 pounds and I'd have to pick her up rotator all by myself there was no lift there was no Hoyer there was no sit to stand nothing and I just know that that's really how my back issue started um and back then they weren't near as bad it's almost like when I stopped doing when I stopped mm-hmm. the, the home health care yeah my that's when my back got bad I think because it was just like oh now I can sit back and, and realize that all these things are, are why your back mm-hmm. hurts yeah um and so really kind of was just there for probably six months, just working my butt off, got a different job. Uh-huh. Um, and I worked at that house for up until I moved to Kansas oh, so I was okay. there for probably five or six years. Oh, wow. Um, my boss was my best friend. I worked a lot then too. Don't get me wrong, but it was really something that I loved to do. So it wasn't so much like work to and, me. And you were doing the same thing in this, this other home that you were in for five or six years in this home I had a client he had actually built the home um before he had a and then he was in a motorcycle accident and had a brain injury and so he had built this beautiful five-story home and so obviously after his and he never had kids was never married he was just a biker you know like doing his own thing yeah and so um after his accident they needed some like some way to bring money in, I guess, yeah. for to pay for the house and help him. So uh, a company came in. Okay. I can't talk about the company, but That's a fine. company came in, um, uh, moved in a couple more clients. And so then I had one with just autism um, and he could drive and all that. He was just okay. not really responsible. Yeah. You know, yeah. To be honest. And then I had one, like he had bipolar, borderline okay. personality. He was very... I mean, there was a time I lost so much weight because I was kind of scared to go to work because I had seen oh. him, a grown man, you know, hurt people. Yeah. Um, and I was always so afraid to make him mad. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I did not want that to happen to me. Um, and then I, uh, and in between just, and that was when I met Garrett, actually, I had moved a client okay. with hip surgery up to superior in one of their, um, one level homes. Okay. And that's how I ended up meeting Garrett. And so, yeah, I was there for five years, loved the clients dearly. Um, yeah. And they just were like family, you know, cause you don't get Christmases off. You don't get Christmas Eve off. You don't get Thanksgiving off because somebody needs to be there for these people. Yeah. Um, and so, and many times I took a couple of them to like my own family's Thanksgiving, oh, did you? you know? So yeah, it was fun. It was that's definitely sweet. fun. I love so yeah. That. So that's just kind of, the I've always then. just done things to, I've helped people, I guess, just yeah. And that's not like tooting my own horn. That's just, that's right. what I like to do. It, I like the feeling of like helping. Do, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what draw drew you, I guess, to, cause you're a para now, Jackie's a para at one of the schools in Salina and she 
works with special needs kids. So what, I guess what draws you to want to work with special needs kids? I mean, not to, I am not trying to be offensive to any special needs child. I obviously have one, but we know the ones that know it is not easy day in and out. So I'm really curious why, when you could work in a regular, you know, um, regular classroom or with regular kids, why do you choose the special needs route? You know, I get that a lot, especially from my husband. If I come home after a long day, you know, getting kicked or bitten or he's like for $12 an hour, like you can find something that pays you more, whatever. Yeah. Um, one thing that I will say is all children, whether they have special needs or not, um, they're all, they're all so different and they all, I truly believe that they all come into your life and they all have something to teach you. Right. At least one thing they have something to teach you, whether that's your own patience, whether it's just, you know, the love that you would have for, you know, your students just, they teach you something. And so I just feel like, especially with the special needs kiddos and there's yeah, there's some, there's some really rough days and yeah. one in particular, he gives me the roughest days, but I, I have the softest like heart for him. Mm. Um, and he's just, they're just so smart. And I think that's another thing that people don't understand. Like, you know, when I talk to my husband about it, you know, I, I can't name names and I don't name names right, to him either, right. but like I talk about it, he's like, so they can't speak mm-hmm. or, you know, they're nonverbal. And I say that and he's like, well, how do they know anything? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I guess, until you're in that position, you can see like how the different kids communicate if they right. don't speak right. or, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun. And it's, I don't know how to word it. Like, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch, especially when you're helping them learn. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have my one-on-one that technically I'm with, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, who is classified as nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And just to see like the growth from last year with her to this year to where mm-hmm. she can say some words now, or, you know, she's whatever, like she's a little, it's easier for, for her to communicate now right, than it was. Right. And I truly believe that's because of like the teachers and the parents that have helped yeah. her Yeah, and, you know, her home life, obviously her, her mom mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but it's just, it's also just crazy to sit back and look at like the progress that children have made, whether in the in the moment, if you think that they're not making any progress, mm-hmm. which is what in my mind, and not that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm not doing enough because I just, why am I not seeing any progress? Right. Right. And then like a weekend will come or a break will come and we'll come back. And I'm like, I didn't realize how much like we actually progressed in this Yeah. because you know, when you're in it every day, it's hard to see the progression until you take right. a step back or you have a break and you're, you're like, Oh, Right. Wow. Right. And I think we're looking like even just from a parent perspective, I think we're looking for progress to look so big and progress can look so small and be just as mighty. So I think that's something I've learned. You know, it's like we expect progress to look progress to look a certain way. And in reality, sometimes it's the smallest, tiniest thing, but it is mighty, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what's also exciting about just kids in general, but special needs kids is those tiny little moments are so mighty. Like you mm-hmm. learned to really bask in those things. So yeah. Yeah. 
Well, not only that, but like, and then all these little tiny progressions or, mm-hmm. you know, however you want to scale it, mm-hmm. their progression, it's right. better than going backwards. Right. And even if you do go backwards, obviously, you know, if you were here and you came back to here, there's still like, you can still get to where you were because you were there before. Right. So even if there are steps back, I try not to look at it as too much of a negative thing. Right. Like maybe just at this point, their brains not having yep. it like there's too much going on too much overload we're gonna reel it back in this in this instance so i can maybe go forward in this one and then we'll come right. back and work on this yeah yeah and another reason you know why i just i love what i do and i because of people like judea and you know i have a cousin who has a brain injury okay. um she was a complete just the the baddest woman you knew like she was harley davidson like she was i used to be in awe of her and mind you my mom had me later in life so like all my right. cousins should be like my aunts and uncles and all my aunts and uncles should be like my grandparents because right. my mom was also the baby and so i just remember like oh my god she's so cool i want to be like her well she yeah. got in a motorcycle accident and flew off her bike and hit her head on the pavement and so she was in a coma for a month and had to have part of her skull she had to learn how to walk oh, talk and everything gosh. again and she's always had, she's always going to have the mentality of a 14 year old. And that gets okay. really hard to yeah. deal with every day. And so I remember being there for the summers and helping out. And I just remember thinking like, I want somebody to take care of her. Like they were right. her cousin. Right. And that's kind of how I am now with the kids. Like if that was my kid, I would want somebody with my heart, with my, right. my uh, goals, I guess. Yeah. For each child, because I work with many different children and every, every child's goals or what they're working towards are different, are different. Mm -hmm. And so it's also very like, I think it doesn't get talked about enough, but it's heavy Mm -hmm. on a a teacher or a para's uh, principal on their mind, because how many kids do you have that are all at different levels? Like think of a teacher with 20 kids in her room. Yeah. And you're trying to teach a reading lesson. Well, not all 20, you might have 10 different kids on 10 different reading levels and you have to break it down into 10 different ways to explain it to them. Yeah. It's just, it is a lot. lot. And, but they do it and we do it. Right. And we love it. Right. And and it really helps the children. And I guess that's just, that's really why I do it. I just, yeah. And especially for the special needs kiddos, I want them to feel like nobody ever gave up on me. Like, right. you know, like they still worked with me even when I f- was frustrating to them, when I didn't want to work, when I yep. was being, you know, non-compliant, yeah. like they never just said, fine, then don't do it. Like yeah. whatever, they still pushed me or, you know, supported me until I was ready right. to do my, right. my thing. Absolutely. And that's so, awesome because as a, not even like, um, speaking, I always say, kids like Judea. And the reason I say kids like Judea is Judea is a nonverbal seven-year-old who probably functions intellectually at the age of two or three. Maybe we don't know physically. She's obviously at infant level. She will never, she, oh, I shouldn't say that she, I don't know what she's going to do, but as far as being able to live an independent life, she will not be that kiddo. She'll always have mom and dad or whoever, but I say kids like Judea parents that have kids like Judea, um, you're talking about how the kid, you don't ever want the kids to feel like you ever gave up on them. So for instance, Judea doesn't understand if someone gives up on her. 
She won't understand that right now anyway. She has no idea what that means. So for me, because my kid doesn't understand that you are blessing me because I understand that. So Judea went through like a, for our listeners, super rough couple months, not too long ago. Just, I mean, she was tearing some of her favorite people that she's loved since day one and never had an issue with. She was tearing them up, man. She was violent. She was mad. She was angry. You just, we didn't know what the heck was going on. And there's only certain people that will stick through that type of, it's a, it becomes abuse, even though they don't mean, they don't mean they're not like intentionally like, I'm just going to hurt you. But in my head, it was a blessing because Judea doesn't understand that you didn't give up on her or that you didn't say, hey, Nika, I can't do this because I do this every day. I don't want to come to your house and have to do this. She has no clue. I do, though. So for me as a parent, that's awesome. It's an awesome feeling to know that you're not giving up on my child or you're not giving up on their child. So even if you have a kid that doesn't understand what you're doing for them every day, their parent does and their parent appreciate, or I hope that they appreciate it, you know? Mm -hmm. So just coming from that perspective, definitely. And you know, when Jadea was having, going through her hard time, like, was it frustrating? Absolutely. It was frustrating, but it wasn't frustrating because of like her actions. It was frustrating because we didn't know, like we couldn't just fix it. We couldn't just say, Oh, this is what you need. And you know, and you would, you would text me all the time. Thank you so much. Like, I understand if you don't want to you know, yeah. help anymore, but I'm just not that type of person. Even if I was like, just like, I just couldn't do it anymore. I still would one, because you do it every day. You don't get to say no. Like I, yeah. I'm sorry, Judea, like mom's not doing it anymore. Cause you're, you're, you're a mom, you're there, yeah. you know? So what was I going to do? Say, no, nope, I can't hang out with you for two hours because you know, I'm frustrated. That's just, that's not me. And I just knew. And like you said, like you wouldn't be able to work, like you would have to leave early or I don't, I don't know what that would look like, but I just, and I love Judea so much that I just kept thinking like, it'll, you know, it'll go back to how it was, you know, the snuggling, the loving, the smiling, the, the wanting to rub foreheads together. (laughs) And you know, and there was many times that like after her breakdowns, we would watch that one episode of Masha and she would just lay on me. Yeah. And it was like, she just, she just needed, I don't, I don't know exactly what she needed. If she just needed the comfort, if it was. Yeah. And we'll never know. Yeah, I know. That's the hard part. That's the hard part about what we do is those kids that kids that can't communicate, man, even though they do learn how to communicate in their own way it's still just oh man and I think that's what every parent too I'm not discounting parents that have normal developing children because it's always a guessing game but man when you add in that nonverbal component oh mm-hmm. man <laughs> and even if you think about um quote-unquote normal developing children yeah I've known so many you know so many normal developing children that wouldn't speak until they were six or seven and you know they weren't on the spectrum they weren't any like they didn't have any uh 
signs of Asperger's or autism yeah. or anything like that. They just, they're like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I will show you how I'm going to communicate. And when I'm ready to talk, I'll talk, but you're not going to pressure me into talking because I'll just throw a fit. And that's yeah. not fun for anybody. That's so and true. especially with kids like Judea, she can't mm-hmm. talk. I don't, I don't think she'll ever be able to talk. Maybe I don't, I don't think she'll ever, I mean, people hate it when I say this and, and I'm just a very realistic mom. And I'm just, I've been exposed to this for a while now that realistically, I don't know if Jay will ever be able to hold a conversation. Do I think she could be like a one word person? Maybe. Yeah, I could see that maybe. But just just because of her hearing loss and the fact that we haven't been able to utilize a hearing aid, we haven't been able to get speech therapy has not gotten very far with her. I just don't see my kid ever being a kid that could hold a conversation or but I could see my kid communicating with like one of those communicating devices. Point mm-hmm. Definitely. I could see, see that. But yeah, realistically, I don't think I just don't think. But who so knows? Then, like, Maybe I'll as, be wrong. As the parent or para or teacher, you have to really focus and hone in on like, OK, so, you know, you you can kind of tell what Jay is communicating. Like if she's right. acting a certain way, you're like, OK, she's hungry. Right. Or, okay, her stomach hurts or, right. you know, she needs to go to the bathroom, but she can't, whatever. Like, I think that's another thing too, is that there's, if you think about this, the human brain itself, how, you know, somebody could walk in with me and Jay and we're sitting there and like, I understand what she needs. And they're like, well, how would you know that? Yep. I think it, it's just one, it's just part of your human nature. Like once you just become accustomed to it, whether it's right. 10 different children with 10 different communication needs or you know, all with one different communication. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you just become like adapt to it and you really have to focus though. Sometimes you have to take, you have to take that. It takes time and energy to get to know kiddos, adults, whoever with special needs, especially if they're nonverbal, it takes time and energy to get them to get to know them, to understand how they do communicate. And a lot of people don't want to do it because it is frustrating and it's time consuming and people don't want to take the time for that, which I actually understand. Not dogging it. I get it. But how are you going to learn if you're not, you know, willing to put in the, yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you going to learn if you're not willing to learn is, yeah. Yeah. And some people don't want to. Right. You know, I've seen heroes come in and, Cause there are pair of positions, you know, where you just at the back of the classroom yeah. or if you have kids with just extra help or need something explained further. And then you have the one-on-ones and you have okay. the ones, um, or not even one-on-ones, but you're just in the behavioral room or the EBD room, okay. the FLC room. Um, and sometimes there's one-on-ones and sometimes there's not, especially with the shortage of everything going on right, right. now, there's not yeah. a lot of one-on-ones where there should be. Yeah. And so oh, don't get you know, me started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, and it just sucks. Like the lead teacher in my room, she's absolutely amazing. And she, I, she is just a miracle worker. I don't know how she does what she does, but you just sometimes feel like you're over here, then you're over here because this kid's not getting enough attention because there's not a one-on-one pair, but yeah. you're supposed to be here with this. And so it's a lot of like, whatever, it makes the day go by a little bit faster. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to is, look at which it. Is fine. Yeah. And also, you know, I just never understood why, because like I said, parents will come in and they'll realize this is not for them and leave. Right. And I have the most respect for that yep. because yep. I'm not going to sit here and watch you become frustrated and act some sort of way to the students, around the students, 
whatever, just because you can't internalize. And it does take a lot. It does take a lot for somebody to sit back and say, what am I comfortable with this? Because some people just flat out are not comfortable. Right. And you know what? That's okay. Right. Yeah. Then then don't do it with that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. If, If you're somebody that like, let me just sit in the corner and watch for a few days so I can see like how you handle a situation. Um, let me see if I feel comfortable, you know, trying it one time, but with you there, or, you know what I mean? Right. Great. You're willing to learn. Some people right. just will never be like that and right. they're fine at their desk job or wherever they are. That's, right. that's, that's fine with them. Right. I'm never going to be content not helping people. Right. I, that's just, and at 26, I decided I'm going back to school full-time private college. Yeah. Didn't realize it costs so much extra yeah, money when you go to a private college. <laughs> yeah, um, girl. So that's Hello, fun debt. For <laughs> fun for me, but I'm going for human and social services. And so many people say, well, so you're just going to be a social worker. Oh. And when people assume that they think I'm going into DCF yep, and they think, oh, so you're going to go take people's kids away from them. Yep. People don't realize that there's social work everywhere in yep. almost every single, every school, in, at least in Salina, has their own social worker. Uh-huh. Every school, not just the district, every school. Um, like CAPS, they uh-huh. have different types of social workers. They have a forensic interviewer, one that I actually looked into that um, for kids who are sexually abused. Yep. Um, that you, you know, talk to them, talk to the family, figure out what's going like on. where to go mm-hmm. from there. There's just so many different avenues that can be taken. Right. And, and it could be as far like just helping, you know, the homeless population. Right. Setting up, um, just being a voice for them, campaigning, um, setting up meals on wheels or whatever. You know, there's just so many things that you can do. And I just, would I be content being a pair forever? If they paid me better? Absolutely. I'd stay there forever. That's just not the case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we get older, we want to have kids and we want to buy a house. Right. Um, I still feel like I'll be doing the same mission. Yeah. And helping kids and helping others and families um, yeah. just on a, on a bigger scale. Right. Um, because as a para, I'm not like emergency services. I'm right. there every day to help build a little bit more and a little bit more. Right. Whereas where, when I get to where I want to be, I will like in dire situations, like this family is going to lose their home or, you know, this, this family's going to lose their kids or, you know what I mean? Like I'll be able to, I don't know, not save lives, but just, I mean, I think you'll still be, like you said, um, your title may change. Your mission will not. You'll still be serving people, helping people. Um, I think you'll be impacting lives in a different way, mm-hmm. but you'll still be impacting lives. Right. So I I mean, that's what I get from that is mission is not going to change. Title may change. The pay may change all of that. But as far as the purpose behind it is not changing, you're still impacting lives the way you want to. And you are going to be able to impact lives on a greater scale as well than you can as a para not this not saying you're not but you know what I mean yeah Um, absolutely yeah yeah I think that's great I think that's awesome that that's where you're choosing to go um you can tell that you have a heart for people in general what would you say because you've had exposure to adults and children do you would you say that you have a preference or one that you enjoy better than the other, or you feel like it's the same 
kind of on the same playing field? I think they're two separate playing fields, okay. but they both hold the equal amount of space in my heart. Okay. And, okay. and that is because <clears throat> children, you know, so innocent and just, yeah. uh, just small, innocent, yeah. you know, very f- formable, you yeah. know, you can yep. shape them versus adults. Um, they're already, you know, they're shaped like how they are is how they are, you know, barring, you know, personality disorders and sometimes things change like that. But like at the core, you know, we're at this certain spot and, you know, there's been so many that I just absolutely, I love, like, I wanted to take them home and just like start my own, like in a home, like you just come live with me. I'll take care of you for free. Um, because they were just so sweet. And that's another thing is like, I've, I've never met a person that, you know, uh, like a, an adult special needs person uh-huh. that has ever meant to cause harm on somebody like I, when they're mad or whatever, yeah. you know, like intentionally. Yeah. Like, but just like kids, when they get mad right. or they can't express something to you, right. they get upset. Right. And they'll hit you. They'll yeah. throw things because they can't communicate to you why right. they're upset. So that's what adults will do sometimes. And, you know, and a lot of times they feel terrible afterward. A lot of times children don't, in my experience with the behavioral, they don't, they don't don't feel bad. Yeah. Like that happened to you. Right. All right. You got the message. Let's move on. You got the message. Come on. and, And adults, like, it's so weird because, you know, I've had kids and I've had adults that are on like the same level, like on the spectrum. Right. Right. And again, it's one of those things where like, it's just weird because they're an adult and they know remorse and they know. So like, even as a special needs person, they can still, you know, learn feelings and emotions growing up. Yep. Like, like you and I feel, um, might look a little different when Mm -hmm. trying to explain, um, but really I just, I love them all so much and I just love people. Uh Sometimes I don't say that. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, really not a fan of people right now. I just want to stay in my house. But I think honestly, if when you're in any sort of position as a para, as a home, you know, even like moms that are just stay at home moms, mm-hmm. anything, like sometimes you're just like, I just don't want to talk to people. I just yeah. sit yeah. in the dark, definitely decompress. Definitely. And it's not like because people did anything in particular that right. I didn't like. It's just like it's, no people today. Yeah. And it's stimulating. I mean, that's a lot of stimulation. It's a lot of stimulation that takes a lot of energy mentally, emotionally. And yeah, sometimes you just don't want to people. Sometimes I think, I think anybody could probably say that. Honestly, I'm like, Oh, absolutely. Anybody, you know, that deals with coworkers man, or and you're working around people. Sometimes you don't want to people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you're not a huge fan of those people or, right? You know, and, it, and it, it's actually caused like, I wouldn't say like an issue, but it's caused like some like questions in my marriage because my husband would be like, oh, well, why don't you ever just want like hog? Why don't you want to cuddle anymore? It's like, oh. I'm, I'm touched all the time, you know, like yeah. at school. And when I come home, I just, I don't want to be touched. Yeah. I just want to be that makes and then sense. I feel bad because all he wants is a hug. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't even want a <laughs> hug. And so I, I have to, to cliff. Oh my god. So sometimes I just really have to hone in and be like, it's not about you all the time. Just give them a hug. Right. 
right. for 30 seconds and he's not trying to alone. he's not trying to hold on for life he's just trying to hold on for 30 seconds oh for that's real. funny but i get that that is a struggle i get that i i'm really bad about that with my son and my husband i'm like please get off me especially because like judea she just wants to be held by you all the time and she wants Jeez. to be all over you, you and guys. so no my daughter is a lot, you guys. I don't know if people realize. Okay, this is what I should say. My daughter is a lot in the personality. My daughter is not hard to take care of. So I've noticed that I've never explained that to people. When I talk about Jade, I'm like, oh, she's something else. Oh, man, she's she's not hard to take care of. She's just a lot. She requires a lot of emotional attention. A lot, a lot of physical attention. She wants to cuddle most of the time. I just noticed my name says Cliff Bunville. So we're going to ignore that, but it doesn't matter because this is my podcast. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> be Cliff, I want to be Cliff. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she sometimes, guys, we have to, and Jackie knows, sometimes we have to literally sit with Judea, hold her, watch the same episode up until four minutes in rewind the episode and watch it over again. And you do that the whole time you were with her or you have to be touching her. You have to look in her eyes. You have to put your forehead on her forehead. You have to give you her every bit of attention because if you pay attention to Kyson, you ain't cool. You ain't, that's not what's up. And she screams. It's she exhausting. Scream. You guys, she is mean to Kyson and I'm not trying to put my daughter out there like that, but she, we have ruined her. I think like it, it, it's definitely a parenting. Like we could have corrected it sooner if I would have realized that it was really jealousy. Like it is a serious issue of jealousy. And I don't assume like in my head, I'm like today, it doesn't even know. Maybe she doesn't know what jealousy is, but she's displaying it. Right. And so I'm like, Kyson can't even walk in a room, y'all. And she loses it. She will scream until he walks out of the room and then she'll smile at you and she's fine. So I'm like, this is crazy because you're like, today it doesn't understand. Today it doesn't know what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. I think she knows exactly what she's doing because that smile she gives is like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, you see that? He's <laughs> in his room. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, he did. So you can get back to cuddling. And turn Masha back on. Well, oh, even if gosh. it's like to a point where like she'll be fine all day and then Nika will come home and Nika and I will be talking mm. like about Nika's day or my day, discussing whatever we discussed that day. And Trying if like, to. I'm not holding Judea right next to me and I'm not like giving her forehead loves while I'm talking to Nika, she's like, ah, like just gets so it's frustrated that neither of us are paying attention to her. It's and a it's lot, like, you guys. You love us both, but like if we're not paying all the attention on her, she's not. It's a lot. That's why, honestly, it's hard for me to want to have friends come over if Cliff is not home to help me because I'm not going to get to interact with you how I want to interact with you. I'm not. I'm not going to give get to give genuine um, attention, and that bugs me, and it's hard. I mean, Cliff and I can't even make a phone call. And that girl loses her stuff. Mm -hmm. Jackie knows this too. Jackie can't even talk to Gare Bear. <laughs> no, Gare Bear Heaven called me one time. She was screaming. He's like, all right, I'll just talk to you later then. And hung up because he got, he was like, how? And then he got home. He's like, did she do that all day? I was like, no, she was just upset because I was on the phone with you. He's like, 
I can't even talk to my wife. I was like, no, not when I'm with Judea. That's Judea time. We're on Judea time. This is not Gare Bear time. My it's a no go for me, sir. Sorry. Gosh, I don't understand. <laughs> we can't even be on Marco Polo. We can't no, even do video calls. Well, you done showed her where the end button is. So now she just yeah. wants to end it. She just, she'll try to end my mama call. And she wants to be on the phone and talking. And I love shout out to my mom. I love my mom something fierce. And I we don't even get to talk like we should. But she'll call. And I'm like, oh. so I'll pick it up. And all of a sudden. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong today? What's wrong? I'm like, mom, I'm on the phone. That's what's wrong. I'm having a conversation with another human being. So even though I can joke about it and be lighthearted, I have to tell you how frustrating as a parent, it is for me and Cliff that she is like that. So it is all an attention. And that is our doing because we've allowed it because of the amount of tension we have to we had to give her in the beginning and we never corrected it. And I think some people think they can't correct their special needs kids because they don't know. Girl, you better correct that child. You better correct them and teach them. They do know. They do know, just not in the same way we know. So I'm just like, it's it's rough. It's a little rough. And I just I I I'm glad that you like are kind of taking responsibility for it. But I feel like yeah, like you guys, you were you were doing what you had to do for your child yeah. at that point, and that's not ever something to apologize for. Right. I'll put up with it. You put up with it. Your mom will put up with it. Yeah. And shout yeah. out to Priscilla because Priscilla is a darn good woman. She's pro- again one of the yeah. best women that I've ever met. She's wonderful to her grandchildren. She's wonderful yeah. to you. You yeah. know, and she's and no matter what she's going through, just like yeah. you, like there's never a negative comment from yeah. your mom. I've, ne- I've yeah. never heard one. She's so sweet. She just wants to help all the time. And she loves Judea. I know she loves princess. that girl. Something. I know. And Judea will be throwing a fit and like, she'll, My- your mom will come in and she's like, Oh, what's wrong. And I'm like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> so Jackie likes attention too, y'all. Let's not get this twisted because when I come into the house, Jackie be getting upset because I'm like, Hey, Judea. Hey, Judea. Hey, Lucy. Hey, guys. <laughs> and she's just every- like, <laughs> the dog like- before me, the dog. <laughs> That's like Kaisen will come in and be like, "Hey, Luce," and then just walk by me. I'm like, "Yeah, hi. How was school so today?" Bad. We are re- listen. The Bunvilles are rude. I guess I don't know. Cliff's really good about it. He'll walk Cliff in the door. Walks, and that's the first hey, Jacqueline. Hi, hi, Jacqueline. And I'm like, hi, you know what, Cliff? I appreciate you. Teach your wife to say hello to me. <laughs> it's not. I'm not being mean. I just. No. I don't know. It's horrible. I'm, I know I'm it. It's great. A it's time. a great dynamic. It's great. Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, I will give a compliment, uh, to several people that help us. It just takes different kind of people to be a part of this everyday life, but I'm really, really, really grateful for the tribe that we do have. It's small, but it's good and consistent, dependable, loyal, loving. Um, okay. Let me see. I do want to ask. So you and Judea have known each other for a little bit now. I don't know how long we've known you. How long have we known you? I'd say I probably met her about 10, 11 months ago, but didn't really start watching her every day until I think March or April. Okay. So um, what is, because I don't know the names or I don't know the other kids you work with, so I don't, that's not my business. I can't ask questions about them. I would say, tell me something. Tell me one of your favorite things or a couple favorite things about Judea. Oh, only a couple? 
Okay, yeah. Um, Don't tell me all of them. I I love. <laughs> Well, her little grin when yeah, she gets excited yeah. and she goes like this and just, yeah. you know, oh, I love when she's like laughing or I'm tickling her and she's just like throwing herself all around, <laughs> flailing and doing her little laugh. And like when she goes like this and like gives this like little evil look. Yeah, oh she's my God. with her nose and her nose. Yeah. like I don't know how to do it. She's <laughs> I can't even do it, but it is evil. It's so evil. Um, What would you say? has been the most challenging part about you know, getting to know Jay, taking care of Jay, something that still may be challenging, or do you feel like there's anything, I guess, on that level? I cannot think of anything um, yeah. on that level at all for me, actually, because it's great. It's, it's, it's great ha- being friends like with Jadea's parents, right? Uh, especially, obviously, more closer to you than yeah. Cliff. But it's okay. Um, Cliff. Be all right, babe. It's okay, Cliff. Big love. Um, anyway, so like, I think it's easier because like, if I do have a question, I don't feel uh-huh. like I'm bothering. You know what I mean? Right. Because I right. also know you, and I know you'd want me to ask rather than right. just have your child sit there and scream and wonder what she wants. Right. You'd rather me be like, hey, what can I do right now? Right. Right. And you say, put on Masha episode two or season two, episode four. But when she starts crying, she wants you to rewind about three and a half minutes in. And I hope y'all are listening to that because that's a very crucial part of Judea. So if you ever want to hang out with Judea, I'm going to need you to take note on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I just think that, like, it's a lot easier, like I said, if you are comfortable with the parents, too, because sometimes right. people go into things just to help people out, like on care.com or as part of their job and they don't know very well. So they're just trying to assume or do you feel like, do you feel like that's a problem as a para? So going back to para really quick, um, do you feel like it's hard when you have new students coming in that you don't really know? Um, I've never seen how that really works with the classroom dynamic as far as like learning each child. Like I can't imagine how hard it is to learn the children do you feel like their parents are good about informing or you know like passing along that information or do you feel like that's something that needs to be stronger in order to support the school district the classrooms do you well so technically I cannot speak to any of the children's parents like if I they see me in the hallway and they say well how was so-and-so's day I have to say go talk to the teacher which okay gotcha okay I sometimes feel like I am one-on-one. I am with this child all the time. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I know what they know. I'm the one know. teaching them the things. I don't understand why I can't talk to you about it. Um, because you're worried I'm gonna slip up and say something. I'm a I'm professional. You have me as a paraprofessional. I'm a professional. I work yeah. with these children every day. Yeah. Now, do I need to be, go to conferences and like whatever? Right. No, I don't. But I should right. be able to say, well, we had a good day today, yeah. or we didn't, and this is why. Um, but I'm not allowed to say any of that, but I will. Okay. Um, like my lead teacher will keep us informed. Like, you know, mom texted me this morning and said, so-and-so right. didn't really sleep last night. So right. like, just so you know, if he's feeling or if he's acting crazy or a little right. violent or whatever, he's probably just tired. Okay. Um, so we have parents like that. And then we have parents that like, don't, I ever... don't know. And okay. like, I just, yeah. it's, it's, it yeah, can be frustrating. I can't, I can't relate to that. I just, I'm the total opposite. I'm really bad. Mm, shout out to my paras with Jadea and teacher teachers any teachers in the future I'm all up in your guys's grill and I will always be up in it mm-hmm. why I <laughs> well and that's great and I think that like 
it's not for lack of like they don't care i think yeah, it's more yeah, of like no eh, you know because a lot of those kids like are yeah. verbal they can express themselves and yeah that's you know true. they're not so worried about like well what's that's what's going true. on um but yeah and and also because my my lead teacher she's amazing about keeping in yeah. contact with the parents too like anything she's like i'll text mom i'll text that's mom good. i'll text dad that's i'll good. text grandma i'll text grandpa um oh. like if there's anything going on um but the communication and everything in our room is just great and when you asked about like getting to know new students Uh that came in well this year I was the new the new girl on the block they were all new students to me because I had never been there before and so it took me a lot I had to ask a lot of questions um I started to look at their IEPs and then Uh ever since the beginning of the school year there's really been no downtime I'm here to tell you there's just not a lot of that going on. We're down pairs. You know how it is. And IEPs are, IEPs are no joke, you guys. They're mm -hmm. a headache. Yeah, no. And that's one of the reasons why I decided I did not want to go for special education (laughs) because I don't think I could do IEPs. I really think I would just pull my hair out and say, I'm done going to school. I don't want to have to do that. If you ever need a really blunt opinion, go ask my mom about some IEPs. Oh, no. I love your mom. I don't want a blunt opinion from her. No, she, oh man. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, it is, but I also think it's almost more important for you to get to know the child, like interactions between you and the child versus like what you're being told or what you read. Oh, because again, it's like how you deal with situations, how you're dealing with behaviors, good or bad, how you're dealing with something that they're dealing with and like how to go about it is like you only know because of how you interact with each right. other and like how they perceive things, how you perceive right. things, how they mean things. Cause there are kids that will say something that like somebody walking me like, Oh my goodness. And you're like, Oh no, they didn't mean it like that. Cause truly they didn't. That's just right. how. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And like your dynamic with a kid versus their dynamic with their parents or family is going to be totally different anyway. So yeah. it's always, I really like that point that it's always best to kind of, Focus more on your dynamic with the kid, your connection with the kid, how you guys communicate, because it is totally different. Oh, totally different. And a lot of times, and this is nothing against parents, because I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have, you know, a special needs child mm-hmm. that does need to be in this bedroom and mm-hmm. um, needs all the extra help. But a lot of times they're, they're so, they're not really, maybe overprotective is the word. Yeah. Or yeah. like, yeah smothering almost to a point yeah. like where we can't yeah like, we feel like we can't even do our job and yeah. that's not just like right now in the school that I'm in that's just something right. I've noticed in other schools in general yeah and like with my nieces and nephews it's like if you make excuses for these kids yeah and sometimes like yes legitimate excuses like I'm not right. gonna sit here and make a nonverbal child speak words to me and we're right. not going anywhere until it's done right. and I don't care that your parents told me you can't speak I'm gonna make you speak <laughs> yeah like nothing like that obviously but you know, it's, it's just, it's something these parents sometimes I will trust me. I know I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm good now over the years I've gotten better. I'm a very, I am very protective of Judea, but I only get defensive protective, smothering protective helicopter protective. When I know, how can I say this? Um, if you show me at one point in time, taking care of Judea, if you show me, um, that you're on your a game and you're just, you're on it. You're just on it all the time. You got things together. You're taking really good, thorough care of her. 
that's what I'm going to assume is going to happen next time you take care of her. So when I see that the quality of care is not so great, that's when I have to, because I'm like any kid, even Kyson would be the same way. The quality of care is so important for parents. So I get that because I actually, I've been, I've been that smothering mom. I've been the smothering mom, not because I didn't think they could do it, but just because I don't think the quality of care will be like, I give it, like I deliver it. And that's okay if it's, if it's not because people don't got, parents don't have the time to give quality care. Like I do, like I'm here 24 seven with this kid. So mm-hmm. I kind of had to have step back myself because it's not that I don't think they can do it, but that's what they're thinking. Like, that's what they see. That's what they feel like. You don't think we can do this. You don't think we have this. You don't trust us. No, I'm, but if I see the quality of care, I need to know why, why is the quality of care going down? Why are you not crossing your T's and dotting your I's anymore, but you did, you know, this time last, whatever it is. So it's, it's definitely hard. And I guess I shouldn't have said it like that, like smothering or whatever. I, I well, completely understand just as a parent, like even as an aunt, I'm like, if back in the day, if somebody said, well, my teacher looked at me, I said, what teacher, what room? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the teacher. They didn't look at you any Let's sort go of talk. darn way. Let's go yeah. Talk. I'm just going to talk to them one time. <laughs> they were my third grade teacher 85 years ago, but I'm going to show them. And yeah, and I loved them. I can't believe they would do that. I'd better yeah. go talk to them, you know, small town <laughs> stuff. But and I, I, I guess I totally get it. But it's just also being on this end of it. Yeah, I guess yeah. can get a little. And it's yeah. not even that like I don't think that you don't think we can do our job. Right. Sometimes it's just like you're making it hard when there's, yeah. especially like if it's a situation where kids don't take consequence well. Yep. Because yep. they're not being consequenced at home. Yeah. Like then they come here and they make it harder for not only themselves and the paras, but the other students in the room. Right. Yeah. The other Absolutely. students that are trying to learn. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, yeah. I think it's that, just, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's good that you have both perspective. Um, Cause it's just, it, it is so hard. I think that's a big point though, to point out to everybody perspective, especially in this type of situation where you're dealing with special needs people. You have to be able to look at it in everybody's perspective. I'm so grateful that I'm a daughter to a teacher because I have the utmost respect for the school district, despite the negative things that are said about the school district. I've worked in the school district as a para myself, so I respect the paras. I just respect everybody that's a part of the process and what you're doing for our children, and not many people do. A lot of people dog on the school district, the paras, the staff, what they're not doing, what they and I'm like, you must not realize what's going on in our world today and the shortages that are going on. You must not realize that two paras versus 20 some kids. Come on. Like, I just you have to be able to look at it in every perspective. And I hope that parents really take that away because it's so important. Like, I understand that you're mama bear, or papa bear, and you got to but try to look at it from the teacher's perspective, Paris perspective, um, the board of education perspective, whatever perspective you need to look at it, because that really honestly makes a difference as well, honestly. And, you know, it's also I also wish people would understand, like, we're, we're on the front line. If anything uh-huh. ever happens storms coming through intruder yeah yeah 
we will be the ones to make, I will take a bullet. I will take 85 bullets. Yeah. And I, cause that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we do. And people will say, well, there's just crappy teachers here and and they're not doing this. They're not doing that. I want to see you come into a classroom and just do it one day. And you know what? If if you do it for one day, come back and do it again another day. Yeah. And then for another day and try it for a week. Tell me anything after a week after that, about a month. And if after that you're feeling great, well, then you got yourself a new job. Right. Because there's, and it's not just with, with teachers and right. Right. Parents. It's any, it's any job. People have so much to say but you've never been there. You've never put, you've never been put in that position. You've never had to make any sort of certain calls. Same with nurses and doctors. Oh, well, 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 well. Are you one of those people? No. Then if you don't like their opinion, go find a different one. Millions of them out here. Millions. Right. Right. Yeah. It all comes back to my point. I really like to point out is you have to respect everybody's struggle. You have to, you don't understand it. You don't live it day to day. All you can do is respect it. Because the people that are out here bad mouthing, judging, criticizing, and they've never even lived it. And that's in any area of life. I don't care mm-hmm. what job it is. I'm just like, be kind. Like, be kind. It costs zero dollars. And I, I, I can't believe we're still living in a world man, where it, it's just happening so much. And it's getting it's to getting, a point. It's getting bad. It's bad. Adults are it's bad. you know hurting themselves kids are hurting themselves because you know they it's i, I just yeah. i i'm I literally at a loss for words yeah yeah because we're adults yeah adults we can't just support each other we treating, need to support each other people like, need like, people y'all yeah and, and you just treat people like this is something you stepped on yeah because yeah. then to a lot of other people you don't look very good yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yep. never going to get to the top by stepping on other people. Yeah. Not at all. Not it's at just... all. Yeah, girl. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. It's good. It's good. Okay. Well, I can't think of any other um, questions, but I do want to ask, just like I ask on all my other interviews, it's just a little different with this interview is what is a piece of encouragement and it doesn't have to pertain to special needs people. It doesn't have to pertain to your job, but what's a piece of encouragement that you would offer other people as they're going along their journeys in life? If you're fine where you're at, then you need to, you need to um, do something to better it because I was fine for a long time. I was fine doing this. I was fine doing that. And it didn't feel any sort of way. I was just like, if this is it, I guess this is it. I'll work three other jobs to whatever. But until I decided, and I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 45, if you're 65 and you want to go back to school or you want to get a different job or you want to apply for that position. You might not, maybe you're at the school as a parent and there's a position open higher up and you're like, well, I could never just do it. Yeah. Just try. Because you never know. And you're never going to, if you're not happy doing you know, they, there's that quote, like, if you love your job, you, you won't work a day in your life. Right. There's so much with all the other hate and stuff going on in the world, at least find something that you enjoy doing. And yeah. if it doesn't bring you all the money in the world, you might have to get another job. You might right. have to find another income source right. and that's okay. But at least, you know, like what you're doing is making you happy because right. at the end of the day, you need to be happy because if you are happy, you are spreading happiness. You are 
instilling happiness, you are showing that it can be done. It will be done. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, you can't have bad days. You can't be sad. Right. Right. No, it's just like, if you're happy, if you're truly happy, it will spread. And people might not always like you for that, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when you know that they don't belong in your tribe right. and that's okay. Cause different, you know, different, different perspectives and everything. And that's not the thing. I just, I really think that if you're not content where you are, if you're just fine, if you're, if you're like, there's gotta be something more, right. go find something more. You don't right. have to jump into a major right away. Take some generals. Then yeah. maybe you'll find something. Or if yeah. it's not college you want to do, if you want to go work over the road, go be a dump truck driver i don't give yeah. if that's what yeah. make you happy then go do it if you want to move yeah. to alaska and do ice road truckers then do it <laughs> you know like i don't yeah. care i just yeah. think that and and another thing stop letting other people's opinions or what they think you should do dictate what you do right because right. ultimately yes i'm married yes i have dogs and i have a family to consider but ultimately everything that i do is up to me right Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That's good. Protect your happiness and stop worrying about the haters. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, and they're just, not all, they're not all haters. Some of them are the know. most supportive people in the world, but they think they can dictate what you do, how you do it. So that's, that's beautiful. I like that advice. I like it. I can roll with it. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to do an interview with me. Like I said, with divinely different, I am trying to switch it up. I'm trying to kind of make the vision. The vision I have is a lot broader. It's a lot bigger. And I just wanted to open this up for anybody. Honestly, if you have a story, if you have a journey, I want to hear about it. It doesn't matter if it involves special needs people or not. Um, so thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for taking the time. I'm excited for everyone to learn about you. She's a very important person to our family. So y'all, you need to listen in on this podcast episode. So thank you so much, Jacqueline. Well, you know what, Nikki, thank you for inviting me. This was fun. I was a little nervous. Um, I wasn't quite sure you wouldn't tell me what you were going to ask. I never do. (laughs) really helped my anxiety a whole lot but it just Um, flows it flows tell the listeners it flows and again it's when it's something you're passionate about and you love it it's it's easy to talk about Um, there are some things that you know on the points aren't easy to talk about but yeah easy to talk about yeah I get it thank you yeah thank you I love you all right listeners I'll talk to y'all later um Thanks for tuning in. Couldn't think of what to say first. I can't. <laughs>